0: Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Immortals. My name is Rishi Chaudhary, and I'm here with Ishan Shivana and Kendall Hansen. Ishan is an executive coach and wellness expert who is also the founder of the Yoga of Immortals program, and Kendall Hansen is the founder of Expert Office Products. He has been a business owner for over 30 years working in sales. He has partnered with tech companies such as HP, Xerox, Dell, and other, other tech companies. He will be interviewing Ishanji for this podcast. With that being said, Kendall G. and Shanti, take it away.
1: Hi, everyone. How are you doing today? Uh, I guess we're going to start with just me doing a little bit of an introduction of how uh, I came to find meditation and what was going on my, with my life uh, and why I actually turned to uh, such things as meditation, intergrowth. I found myself at a point where I was very successful in business. But unfortunately, even though I may have gotten an A plus in uh, what we would deem as outer success, I found myself in a position where I had uh, colleagues, customers and employees, and I wasn't very happy. And what was happening with me is, is I was waking up every day, going to work and wondering why I was going to work, and I wasn't in a spot mentally where anything made me happy anymore. And so I knew that I had to make changes and I knew that I had to find a different way to do things. And fortunately for me, I was lucky enough that I found this pre-COVID because if anything, uh, the stress level and what forced me to make the changes that I made pre-COVID have just increased for everyone else. So for me, meditation has been an absolute uh, lifesaver. It's uh, helped me with my relations with my family, most importantly. And some of the other interesting things that it's done is it's allowed me to um, reap the rewards of success even more. It's made that the fruit of success that much more sweet. So that's, for me, it's been very, very important. Um, Do you have anything that you'd like to add to that particular uh, conversation or are we moving in the right direction and what we want to talk about today uh Ashanji?
2: yes of course uh Kennedy, and thank you for uh, sharing that you appreciate meditation being in your life and uh, i would like to ask you a little bit more to elaborate uh If you were describing your stress to a layman, because that is extremely important. There is a clinical definition of stress. And then there is this um, social definition of stress. There is a corporate definition of stress. But I think we should further explore that what stress meant to you. Because nowadays, especially post pandemic, Stress, burnout are words that are thrown a lot into the mix. So I would like to understand before we delve deeper into the process of meditation, what is stress to you? What are the trigger points that would lead to that stress? And before meditation, what are some of the coping mechanisms that you explored just try to give us an insight, paint a picture. And that would be amazing, I think, to all the listeners.
1: So what I would say stress was to me, because as you say, stress is so many different things. If I was actually going to paint a picture for it, it would be like your emotions are like a steam engine. Okay. So every time, every time that I would get uh, someone, a, a client yelling at me or whatnot, there would be that stress and that steam would go into that steam engine okay i'd come home and or i'd have a presentation that i needed to get done more steam would go into that steam engine and because that steam engine couldn't actually let out the steam that was coming in appropriately at work because i couldn't i couldn't express to that person you know you're being unreasonable you're being uh, this is this isn't this isn't a this is an unrealistic timeline. Uh, sorry, we can't get your equipment to you because this, this and this that happened out of my control. So what would happen is is the pressure in that steam engine, it would build and build and build and build. That, to me, would be how I would visualize stress. And then what would happen is, and I'm not proud to admit this next part, but what would happen is then I would go home, right? after working all day for my family who I love and who I'm working for all day. And I'd have this great big well of steam in this steam engine. And then it would be almost like the smallest little thing when I was home would actually hit what we would call a release valve on the steam engine. Because if the steam doesn't come out of the steam engine, the steam engine explodes. Unfortunately, steam burns. So anyone that was in that vicinity, they would get burned. They would get burned with my words, with my anger, with, uh, unhealthy relationships. So then home, what would happen is I would go home. Uh, that explosion would happen, right? Then my wife and I would argue, my daughter would see my wife and I argue. She would be upset. Then I'd go to work being up, more upset than I was before. So the steam engine then could take less pressure. And it was, a, it was what they would call like a catch-22. You were always in that cycle of blow up, hmm. recover, blow up, recover. So what happened then is I had beautiful health issues, right? I had high blood pressure. I had ulcers. Uh, mind you, right, I was still successful and i'm doing quotation marks right because i was hitting the quotas i was doing what i was supposed to do i was you know winning trips here and went in there but was i really successful i know one thing for sure i wasn't happy so that to me is what stress means stress is more of an emotion it's more of a mental state where you're almost like uh it's almost like you're the more stressed you get it's almost like i call I had a word for it when we, uh, COVID right. And it's going, it's going around a lot. Now I call it the COVID sunburn. So because people are so frustrated because people are so fed up, it's like you normally, like your skin would have a real severe sunburn. Right. And if I would come over and give you a great big hug and slap you on the back, even though my intention was a loving hug, if you had a sunburn and I touch you, your immediate reaction is going to go, ah, so it was almost like stress did that to me. It gave me that sunburn. It made me, quite frankly, it made me unbearable to be around.
2: Yes, sir. And uh, I really love the phrase, Mr. Kendall, the sunburn effect. Look at my skin. I really don't get to experience it a lot, but I I can relate to it that you get very snarky, whereas uh, even a smallest stimulus will have you give an exaggerated response when person is on the edge and I've seen that a lot, especially when I'm working with veterans who have come back and they are having trouble readjusting with civilian life and that's exactly how even they try to explain that. You know, we are on the edge and even the smallest things that we could have let go and we should have let go. And then when we go back home after the outburst, we sit at the whole situation. And then this realization comes that that wasn't right. I should have handled things differently. So before we delve into how you did cope with that sunburn, um, let me ask you this. When we are talking about stress or any predicament a person may be facing, there has to be some realization. A lot of people don't have a realization. They could very well just go through life with whatever they are suffering, whatever they are having. But some people, they have this realization and they they, they hit a wall where they say that no more, I will have to change my circumstances and I deserve better, you know, the turning point in the movie where the hero's journey starts so I would like to ask you how did you realize that something was wrong because if a fish is in the water uh, you know the fish doesn't know it's only when you take the fish out that it realizes that it was in water and a lot of people they are so stuck in their ways that uh, it's like a Stockholm syndrome you know when people fall in love with their captors people really like some part of them has gotten so not even i won't say like accustomed they have accustomed themselves to this being the new normal that stress is the new normal the covid um, sunburn is the new normal and this is the price you have to pay to have that success you know the hustle culture that's being promoted so what was that realization because in the eastern cultures it's all about realizing and when you realize the metamorphosis has to happen so where was your realization when did kendall said that no i deserve better my family deserves better and things have to change
1: well it it came down to family actually um most people who saw my wife and i interact today wouldn't have a clue of what that realization was or, or why it was but to be quite frank and open and honest we were at a point where we had actually decided to separate and we'd actually done a trial separation. And so there's that old saying, right. Be careful what you ask for. You just might get it right. And so we were at that point where, uh, and we, we, our our daughter was very dear to us. And so we kind of mutually came to the conclusion that maybe we, uh, maybe we should give it another try. But if we give it another try right similar to what you similar to the way that you're talking about uh, about it right if you do the same thing over one of my favorite quotes from einstein is to do the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity now i know that's not the exact quote but that's the intention of the quote so we knew we had to do something different right and my mm-hmm. wife had been in a uh, major uh, car accident Previous to that. And that's actually put a lot of stress and strain on the marriage as well. So in that car accident, she'd spent probably about a month in the hospital, uh, in a wheelchair and a walker. And there was a lot of stress where I was almost like um, a, a single dad. So we'd grown apart, we'd done all of this stuff, and so it was almost like I it was almost like I was unconscious looking for an excuse to get out of this marriage right unconsciously I didn't know that if I was going to actually say if I was going to actually express that that's how I would explain it now so what happened was is we actually tried a trial uh, trial separation and that's when I had my moment of oh my god I have no one in my life right here was this person like she always had my back she was always there for me she was always looking out for me and I was going to throw that away right and then that was like okay something's got to change here you got to do something different but I've had many of those aha moments Mm -hmm. along the way right uh that's just one of about uh I don't know if we have enough I don't know if you have enough podcast episodes to go over, but that was the major one. Because what had happened when I earlier before my wife had met me, uh, I had an issue with uh, alcohol and I'd stopped actually drinking and hadn't had a drink for like 20, 25 years. But what what was so interesting was, is, is we coined a term for my wife and I, it was almost like I was a dry drunk. So the behavior of that you would have with someone who was drunk, who would get angry and that same sort of cycle, right? That was still going on in our marriage. So I'd stop the actual coping mechanism, but I hadn't stopped the actual behavior. So we got to a point where we were ready to go our our separate ways. And then that was when I was like, whoa, I had a complete, uh, for lack of a better word, burnout. I had a complete like, whoa, this is not, this is not what I want to do. Uh, so it, it made me really get in touch with that one thing that men don't, well, I can't, sorry, I should only speak for myself. Uh, mm-hmm. I was brought up where very stoic, very, you don't, uh, you don't show your emotions. That's how you be a man. You, you, you don't actually talk about how you're feeling. You take that feeling, you make a lovely little ball out of that feeling, and then you shove it down. Well, the one thing that I, (laughs) the one thing that I found out through my aha moment was you have a choice. You can either learn to deal with your feelings or your feelings are going to deal with you. And they're going to either deal with you, uh, via stress. It's either going to come out through stress, right? Through, uh, physical ailments, or you're going to end up kind of in that aha moment. So I knew then, Ashanji, that I had to actually make changes in my life. The question was, and here's where it was really interesting, because I'd made some changes in my life. The question was, I would always been searching for something, always looking for a path to actually help me learn how to deal with my feelings. And that was really the point where I had my, as you say, in the Eastern, uh, the Eastern uh, philosophy, my awakening where I knew that I was either going to have to change the way that I was living, change the way that, uh, that I dealt with the world or it was just not going to be, it was not going to be good. It, I, I, quite frankly, I don't even know if I, if I'm being, and I guess we are being real frank here, cause this is not stuff I normally talk about. uh, I, if I wouldn't have changed, I I wouldn't be here. Like I wouldn't have, I I think I would have gotten some physical manifestation of something. I just don't think that I I would have, uh, uh, I don't think that I would have made it.
2: Yes, Kendall Ji, and I appreciate you being very, very honest because I believe that when we share our stories, they inspire people and uh, they help people cope with their own drama and give them the strength and the way out you know that's why sometimes we make mistakes so that from our uh, experiences people can learn their lessons and that's what i hope that through our conversation somebody somewhere who's going through what you've been through and you came out can get inspiration from you and not uh, go in at all you know prevention is better than cure and this podcast is about preventive and promotive healthcare. So uh, let me circle back to this term that you utilize dry drunk. And I find this term fascinating because uh, I have experienced this a lot, especially when uh, we are working with people who have had some form of uh, substance dependence and uh, uh, dry drunk basically for our listeners, I would like to say is uh, is a state of mind, whereas you, try to mitigate the effects of a negative stimulus in your life. So let us say there was a substance and uh, that was harming you, or there was a behavior that was harming you. You remove that behavior, but you do not build any positive coping mechanism. So you eliminate the negative behavior, but you have not yet added to quality of your life. So in a way you are still where you were you still have those triggers around you, you still have those uh, mental afflictions that attracted you to that self-harming behavior in the first place. So rather than focusing upon what led, what is the root cause of the problem, we just try to do a symptomatic relief. And uh, the symptom was uh, in the form of self-medication or negative behavior so we are just going after that symptom and we are not going to the root cause of what exactly led and uh, going after the root cause is doing self-introspection learning meditating adding qualitative behavior that brings real growth real relaxation real focus and when you do that hard work uh then you are bringing distance between you and that negative behavioral pattern. So let us assume somebody is a dry drunk, uh, meaning they have removed the negative stimulus from their life, but they have not yet added lots of uh, positive stimuluses, positive behaviors, new patterns. They have not developed new patterns in behavior and they have just eradicated the old pattern. So whenever a bad day happens, a very bad day happens, then it is very easy for them to revert back to that negative behavior because even if chronologically they have put 10 years or 15 years in between them and the bad behavior but psychologically they have not put in some distance and um, when a person has these uh, techniques or modalities that he introduces between himself and that bad behavior or that uh, counterproductive behavior then each day when he's uh, meditating or he's putting in that work he's putting in that effort you are creating more distance between you and that behavior so a bad day will come but that bad day won't make you have that relapse or not make you have you revert back to that place so a lot of times when we are talking about therapeutic processes we say okay good you are removing the negative behavior from your life but what are the additions what are the positive behaviors that you are adding because this is what will be the distance between you and that unwanted behavior and this is what will help you lead to getting happiness in life because in the east we like to say fighting darkness doesn't guarantee the light and uh, lighting a candle doesn't need for you to fight the darkness if you just focus upon lighting the candle it is an easy methodology and it can help you uh, reach your goal of illumination rather than just fighting darkness and you can continue and continue and it's a battle uh, never to be won and that being said now let us talk about we did talk about the issue. We talked about the realization that came, and you were lucky enough to have this realization and accept it because a lot of people have realizations and they ignore it. So, this is where I believe you were very lucky that you heard that inner calling and you listened to that voice. Now, let us come to the behavior that you added in your life the good quality behavior that became the distance between you and that aversive behavior, which in this case is the yoga of immortals, the meditation practices. So I would really like to know number one, how you were introduced to meditation, because if you say that you were raised as a stoic, a man's man, uh, and you talk to a man's man about meditation, they think it's like a hippie thing, you know, Uh, like, what's wrong with you? Why do you need to meditate? And I think that has a lot to do with the perception of meditation in the West in the east this was a warrior's trade warriors and kings dependent upon meditation because we understood how uh, important it is to focus but in the west yeah sometimes when people are thinking about meditation they're thinking about counterculture they're thinking about uh, various other things so number one how were you introduced to meditation what were your some of the mental blockages when you were approaching this number two, what are the meditations that helped you? What are the protocols that helped you what you think can help uh, other people? So then we can discuss even that. So please, I would love to hear.
1: That's, a, that's, that's a lot to unwrap. Because that was a, that was a lot of that's, a, that's a lot of questions. So let's start with the mental blockages that I had, I think that 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 would probably be the best way is, is that The mental blockages that i had were that uh anything to do with that it was almost it's so interesting that i had it so backwards in my mind i thought that it was uh, a weak-minded person who actually needed this 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 sort of stuff like why do you need this support like you should be strong enough to handle this on your own like you don't ask for help like you, you uh, i should be able to you know if i if i'm a real if i'm a if we're going to use the term if i'm a real stoic man i should be able to handle this on my own and if i can't handle it on my own i'm weak minded so that was the first blockage that i had to that i had to overcome
2: the toxic positivity that you know
1: for yeah. Severe, no matter what. yeah, Yeah. like you stiff upper lip and you come from see. and my uh, background in my heritage is, is I come from a small country community of uh, based it's called New Denmark and it was based with immigrants. So you have that immigrant mentality of people who've, you know, they moved away from everything that they knew and they stuck it out and they, you know, that whole uh philosophy and hardcore. hardcore philosophy of immigration and you're gonna like you, you 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 leave everything and they did it they 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 put their they they dug their lives right out of the soil they did what they needed to do and if you were if you were a true dane or a true viking you wouldn't need any of this stuff right you should be able to handle it on yourself and the people who can't well they're not quite frankly, you, society looks down on them, right? And then no, I will the yeah. it, it, society looks down on them and they do that. So I had to overcome that whole, that whole, uh, mentality and it, quite frankly, that's why I was uh, interested in the Eastern part of it was because of that warrior mentality really, really, really spoke to me. So, I had to do, I I had to get, I had to get out of myself. I had to put myself in a position where, okay, what you were doing wasn't working. Fortunately for me, I had an example of what was working. Remember earlier, i mentioned my wife was in a car accident. Okay. So I saw her because what had happened is, is in this car accident, like she was at a point where, you know, like it was difficult for her to tie her shoes. Okay. And we won't spend a lot of time on, the, the accident, but she actually was doing this meditation. She was doing these protocols. And so after a while, even as stubborn as my mind was, even as hard headed as I was, when I saw it, I was like, whoa, right? That's working for her at a physical level, okay? Because she was getting better physically, right? And she was actually getting better emotionally and she was getting better uh mentally and so i saw it so i was like finally when we got to the point right she was going to a meditation retreat right and i mentioned that we were uh not on we were trying to get back together so i went to this meditrate i went to this meditation retreat pretty Mm -hmm. much basically to please her right and then when I got to this meditation retreat that was that was completely different from anything that I'd been exposed to do, about three days in, I realized these people are speaking my language. And this is exactly what, what speaks to my, there was one dissertation where they were talking about, uh, I mean, let's be honest, it was you, where you were talking about connecting and that the emotions have to connect right and that was the one that got me it was like okay so all my life right you can either learn to meditate or medicate right and there's a part of you that always wants to connect so if you're looking for that connection that connection can be food okay right it can be drugs it can be sex it can be watching too much TV. It can be drinking Diet Coke, can be whatever that connection is. But after a while, that connection then becomes, because it's ephemeral, right? After a while, you can only eat so much food. After a while, you can only drink so much liquor. After a while, you can only eat so much chocolate. So you need that, you need that interconnection. So when I was in that meditation retreat, and you gave that, and you gave that, that particular, uh talk that was what it really spoke to me and then that kind of let me get my guard down and then i could actually start listening to what was being taught and from what i was being taught i was like whoa this makes a lot of sense because i was under the mistaken belief that okay my physical reality created my emotions my emotions then created my mental state and my mental state then created my belief system and then when that got rattled around right to say, no, 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 no. That's all backwards. It's your belief system, right? That creates your thoughts. Your thoughts then help create your emotions and then your emotion creates your, uh, your, your physical reality. So then I asked myself during all of this stuff with the help of you know the questions that, that were asked in the Yoga of Immortals was, okay, so how many of these belief systems, right, Kendall, have been given to you by generations that still work for you. Because remember, we talked about the immigrant way of thinking. Is that a belief system that still works for you? What's that physically manifesting for you today? So what it did is it took all of these unconscious belief systems that I had about stress, about how to handle myself. What's a man? What is a man, right? It, It made me take all of those belief systems, bring them up to the surface, look at them, and say, okay, this belief system no longer works for me or serves me. I am going to put that belief system down. So when I put that belief system down and I could actually bring it from the unconscious to the conscious, then all of a sudden, right? The thoughts that I were having were different thoughts than they were before, right? So now all of a sudden those triggers that were happening, I wasn't having the same thoughts, right? And then what I didn't realize or what really helped me a ton was, you know, that one where you said emotion, emotion or energy is emotion in motion. And I was like, wow, that makes a ton of sense to me because, right, all of those thoughts that I was having that were not necessarily the thoughts I wanted were, were triggering those emotions, right? Ra, 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 right? Oh, my God, it's the end of the world. They didn't give me two milk in my Tim Hortons coffee, rawr, Right? Where now, if I don't get the right coffee, I just ask for the right one back or whatever. So then those emotions created my physical reality. And from those emotions, that's why I had high blood pressure. That's why I had high cholesterol, because all of that stuff, when I'd have all of those emotions, right, all of the, all of the stuff that, all of the interesting flight or fight stuff that was going on in my body that it would release. That's kind of where, that's kind of what I did. So it was really the protocols of that allowed me to do that. And how I did that was, this was the this was the part that really blew me out of the water is through the kriyas and the protocols that you do, there's stuff that comes up for me, right? We'd be doing yogic exercises and all of a sudden someone who who had a hard time when his mother left his left her body like i didn't really feel anything because i closed myself off so much so i really hadn't mm-hmm. felt cried or anything even at my own mother's funeral right all of a sudden for about a year i had to feel all of these emotions and all of this stuff kept coming up and so all of a sudden right we'll be doing like eye exercises and all of a sudden i'd start crying for no reason i wouldn't know why so I actually stopped asking why and just accepted the process and accepted that part of it, that that was going to come. So it really, and the question, right, again, came from you, wasn't necessarily asked why. The question that I asked myself was, how am I going to deal with this? And through the Yoga of Immortals, it gave me the protocols, the process, the simple guided meditations, like very easy, Right. Because everyone had another thing, another one of my mental blocks, right? Since we're talking about mental blocks, is I don't have enough time to do this. Mm -hmm. I have enough time to watch, you know, binge, binge watch the Game of Thrones or all these other shows. So the thing that I really liked was in the Yoga of Immortals was it was very simple to do. It's a simple practice that you do in the morning. The meditations were very easy the exercises were, were 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 simple well very power simple but very very powerful and it would have an effect you'd feel like almost after when you would do some of these kriyas which i'd never been i didn't even know what i didn't even know how to spell kriya let alone what the heck a kriya was right through the breathing and the exercise and I, and i like you'd almost feel like you know that i don't know if you've watched that movie where the were up where the guy gets all the balloons and he goes up right cuz he's trying to that disney one where the little fellow that's how you feel you feel lighter you feel oh, like so then you do the exercises first and i never could it was interesting because i always tried to meditate always so, I had this, I must have had this for the longest time, like not even realizing that it was there, but I could never do it. I'd never get past five seconds. I'd never get past, you know, five minutes. But because of the exercises and the protocols that we do, it made the actual meditation much deeper. And then I got to a point where I could actually feel my feelings in a safe place, right? So, that I didn't have to carry that with me, so that the steam didn't go into the steam engine anymore. Right. Because at the end of the day, the big thing that I learned is life is life, right? (laughs) Nothing outside of me is going to change. The stressors, the stressors that are outside of me today that were with me back when my wife and I were doing a trial separation they really haven't changed that much what's really changed is me and my reaction and my ability through the yoga of immortals protocols to deal with those stressors or deal with the steam that i put in the engine right and and getting close to taking that steam engine and be able to retire that steam engine forever right so that when something happens you can almost immediately use your breathing techniques simple breathing techniques simple right to the point of even recognize, because see, I'm getting excited now, because I'm talking fast, I'm using my hands. Right now, I can actually even tell my breath's going just like this, because I'm very, very excited. So, exciting and anger are very, very close. So, if I want to calm myself down, all I got to do is just go, take one of those long, deep breaths in that you teach, You know, connect the breath, and then I can calm myself up. I can calm myself down. So I use that particular technique when I find myself in issues at work, when I find a stress that I don't like, when I notice that my breath is getting unconnected to who I want to be, I can actually make it so that I can make a conscious choice that I am now going to connect to who I really am through my breath, which is taught in the yoga of immortals. So there, I hope that kind of answers your question. I don't know if I went on too long, but I get no, a is... little, I get very excited and passionate about this stuff, right? To the, to the point where I'm very, very passionate because quite frankly, it was life-changing tra- life for me in a way that if you would, let's just pretend we could get in a time machine, right? And we could go back to that 17-year-old Kendall that was, right? And we'll never be again. And you would tell him today where I'm what I believe in and where my core values are that Kendall would have just laughed because that was Kendall was into all of that stoic stuff that we talked about so it's just I get so passionate about it because it completely changed who I am it changed in a positive way, where uh, a point of sometimes uh, a funny story and aside sometimes if things are going interesting at work with partners or stuff like that, I have some of the people that I work with go, so when are you going to one of those meditation retreats again? Because they always know that when I come back, I'm so relaxed. And so whatever, that that they even notice the difference. The people around you notice the difference. Everyone notices the difference. And so I get very, very chatty and I get very, very excited because I think that it's so phenomenal And one of the things that you talk about that I think is absolutely 100% needed was you'd done a podcast with uh, the gentleman who did the CrossFit gym and you were talking about uh, Buddhas Buddhas in the boardroom. Like we need people who are in high powered positions at executive positions, who are in senior leadership roles to be able to actually get themselves calmed down so that we can get the world calmed down. But the only way that you're going to change the world again through teachings of the yoga of immortals is change you when you change you you're going to change the situation around you sorry you got. I'll, I'll try to I'll try to be a little bit more quiet. <laughs> or let you actually even ask another question.
2: No, this is uh phenomenal but one thing that I would like to add is it's it's not a change you it's it's to know you, you know, in um, yoga. Traditions is this story that I learned from my uh, teacher, my master, my guru. Um, He would tell me that once long ago, there was this tiger cub who fell near a pond and uh, he got stuck there. So, uh, Mama and Papa duck uh, looked at the cub and they adopted the cub. And uh, very soon, Mama and Papa duck had a bunch of ducklings. So they raised the tiger cub as a duckling. And the tiger cub grew up to be very frustrated because it was different. It was hard for him to swim like ducklings. It was hard for him to quack like ducklings. It was hard for him to do anything. And he would feel insecure from inside that, oh my goodness, everybody around me is so good at the normal things. You know, everybody's so good at just swimming and pooping in the water. Whereas it doesn't come easy to me so uh, the tiger would get snappy the tiger would get aggressive and it, it will try his level best to be a duck and then one day as fate would have it the tiger met another tiger and uh, that was when the aha moment happened that term and then the tiger who saw this tiger acting like a duck suddenly open this tiger's mind by telling the tiger that this is your real capacities these are your capabilities yes you can swim but this is how you should swim if you want to get from point a to point b you can't be like a duck you have to be like a tiger if you want to jump from one place to another you can't go quack 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 you have to go roar and you have to go Uh, like this and you have to pause and you have these superpowers inside you and when that tiger knew he wasn't depressed anymore he wasn't frustrated anymore he wasn't insecure anymore and and I think that's why uh, yoga is so very important because yoga in itself means union knowing who you are a union with your true self and many times you could be a tiger stuck around ducks and I'm not saying ducks are wrong but it's just that you will not feel comfortable because there's a lot of time there are young people who don't associate who are trying their level best to be like the ducks and everybody says "Oh, be like a duck but inside there's a tiger and the more power you have inside you just don't want to sit and uh, how do i say it Uh, adjust you know and then that part of you starts to rebel sometimes and when we do these processes like when you're saying yoga when you were doing you could feel some emotions coming on the surface is because finally you were breaking that duck shell that you had made around you and when the tiger comes out then there are plethora of emotions that come some are joyous some are sad some are sad because you think i wasted so much of my life as a duck what if I would have been a tiger long back then life would have been so amazing but then you know joy comes because then you're grateful that at least now I have access to my true potential and I can help the people around me and I think that is what yoga does is it it it, it lets you find who you really are it gives you the strength and mechanisms to cope with what you are going through because you said that the stressors are still there But it's just that now you have two capabilities. One, uh, you are more aware of the stresses affecting you. And earlier it was an ambush. that would just come in your life and you had to react. Now you can see them from a mile away. And number two, you have tools and this way of explaining is extremely important because i think this helps manages the expectations of people who are getting into meditation because sometimes people think oh you get into meditation it's a magic pill you will be like aladdin and your magic carpet and fly mm. far away no your wife is still going to be who she is your kids are still going to be who they are your pet is still going to poop on your bed and you still have to deal with mundane everyday uh, nonsense that we have around us but the thing is that now we have tools to deal with the stresses so life is what it is that doesn't change what changes is how we react how we observe how we interact with life when we start to know who we really are and i think that is the process that you went through and i would like to thank you for sharing all your emotions and i hope that any person who listens to you gets inspired by you. And if there is somebody sitting somewhere in the world who's sunburned, COVID sunburned, getting triggered by any slight touch, know that the beautiful, calming, soothing lotion of meditation, the yoga of immortals is available and you do not need to suffer. You're not a duck, you don't need to quack. You don't need to jump around in the pool let meditation and yoga be that mirror that allows you to learn your true nature you are a tiger you are a lion you have great power and potential inside you so i think that is the time we have today but thank you so very much for all your words of inspiration and i applaud you and i applaud your journey
1: thank you so much for having me and it's a pleasure to to be able to share uh, with people and and hopefully help people. Because at the end of the day, that's really what we're all here to do is to help one another and love one another.
0: Yes, sir. so Thank you. Over to you, Rishi. That was uh, quite the podcast. I personally, like, I, I really enjoyed the conversations you guys had. um Thank you, Shanji, for coming on to this podcast. And thank you, Kendall G., for coming on on such late notice um to the audience i hope you enjoyed your time with us and i hope you will join us on the next episode of immortals thank you very much and goodbye